You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Hey, what's up? This is Chadis from Hell Yeah and Mudvayne. This is Ron Bumblefoot Fall. Hey, this is Barbara Wild. And this is Daniela Clark. This is Johnny from Art of Dying. Hey, this is Mixie from Stitched Up Heart. Hey, this is Nick Reese from Joyous Bowl. Hey, this is Josh from Badflower. Welcome aboard the shit making way. Fuck! Hey, this is Ralph Sutton. This is Aaron Jones. What's going on, gang? Zach Wild here. And you're listening to Making Waves, the Shipwrecked Podcast. Making Waves. Welcome to Making Waves, episode 57. Shiprock, if you guys don't know, is a kick-ass rock and roll cruise. We also have our weekly podcast here where we take an hour to spend time with uh, some of the latest, greatest, most influential musicians in the modern rock world today. And today is no different. So we're more than happy that Emily Armstrong from the band Dead Sarah has joined us. So thank you, Emily, for joining us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Welcome. 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 We know you're, we know you're busy as your band and you guys are rehearsing for an upcoming tour in September. Uh, where are you guys at? Right now we are in North Hollywood. Arts District, to be exact. Um, yeah. Okay. Los Undisclo- Angeles, I guess. Undisclosed, I lo- undisclosed location. I mean, it's it's our rehearsal spot. I mean, a it's hidden a bunker third encore. Deep, a hidden, yeah. <laughs> hidden bunker deep in enemy territory. I love it. Yes. <laughs> well, They're all Emily, still down there. So your your tour it seems like you guys are going to hit the road here in September. Not only doing your own shows, but part of some massive uh, festivals. Uh, you want to talk That's about right. the tour? What you got planned? Who's going to be on the road with you? Any of those kind of details that might uh, the fans might take interest in? Um, well, we're we're still trying to figure out who like locking in somebody for tour um, to open up for us. Um, but I think I'm. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to be probably playing a lot of new songs, um, mm-hmm. uh, playing a lot of festivals on this tour. I don't think we've ever done that before, you know, like hit the road and then in between play a bunch of fests, which is kind of cool. Um, I like the kind of like playing a club and then doing a festival and then play a few more clubs and do a festival. <laughs> I love that. That caught him. You know, keeps things I, I interesting. Will- Speaking of festivals, I, when I was kind of going over some performances I found of you guys on YouTube, and this is one that if I was referenced from about eight or nine years ago when you guys did Rage Against Machines, Killing in the Name of. Mm-hmm. That was so damned exceptional. I was almost kind of like, wow, I wonder if Zach and the guys have seen this because they would be floored about, well, the way you guys pulled it off and it had a lot of ferocity to it. It had a much more punk feeling. Yeah, and they're kind yeah. of they're then they're kind of hip hop flavor to it. So yeah, um, I I think that's the beauty of festivals. It allows you to well, I think your own shows too, but I think the, it allows you to True. kind of play to that kind of crowd, uh, more yeah. of a meat and potatoes crowd. Where if you throw a cover like that out there, it's it's you get an instant response. 
It's really yeah. fun. And we, we usually only play that one when the crowd is like rowdy, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, we don't really want to play that one if they're just kind of standing there. It just makes yeah. it very, you know, yeah. Like there this. needs, there needs to be a collective energy, right? Yeah. 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 So I would love to pull that one out. So you're a, so you, you're comfortable. It's like for you guys, it doesn't sound like there's necessarily a fixed hard, hard and fast set list. It's like, you can read it and go, you know what, now it's time to pull this one out. The energy's yeah. right. The time is right. Do you find yourself doing that with other songs in your set list? Yeah, not very often, but you know, we'll practice the set list and then we'll be playing it live. And I'll just be like, I, I don't want to play this one. I don't want to play right. this next one because right. we need to keep this energy up. The crowd is going crazy. It's uh, I'm going to lose them if we play right. this next one. So then we just shift to like, okay, cool. Get rid of it. And then just get on to the next one. And then maybe at one point put it in somewhere else. So kind of shifting a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I think that, I think that's, that's a pretty good, I mean, it's something that you learn when you play a lot, right? You play a lot of gigs, you, you know, you, you can feel the room, but there's also, I've seen some shows where it didn't quite, you know, the, the artist didn't quite read the room and it was like, they were very scripted. It was like, this is clearly yeah. the next song yeah. on the list. And, and there can be those energy, the energy peaks and valleys, which I think you should have at a live show. But yes. sometimes it's like, Ooh, this song felt pretty weird after that one. Didn't it? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, that, we've learned from trying, you know, <laughs> being like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, the thing about those kind of like those movable set lists is if you could do that, the lighting guy might not be on sync with you guys and go, wait a minute, hold on. I didn't <laughs> plug yeah, in this, this sequence yeah. for the song. True. But uh, speaking of songs, let's talk about the new one. Heroes just dropped August 13th. What uh, I, I, first question I have to ask is, are any of your heroes still alive? They're all dead. They're all dead. <laughs> that's, dude, that, dude, that's why she wrote the song. Are you trying to, are you trying to make it sound like a liar? I mean, no, dude, not so at all. It's just, you know, I, I like to, t- I think well, I, I feel like Emily, a lot of my heroes that I, people I appreciated are gone, but I, I'm, I'm yeah, hoping yeah, yeah. there's still a few that are still bouncing around that I might be able to kind of like grab a little something from, but I uh, mean, what, yeah. What was the catalyst for that song? Well, it was actually written um, or demoed out like the, the, the initial shell of that song was written around the time of our last EP. There's a bunch of songs around that time, even today have not even been touched, but uh, made it onto this album. But at the time, um, it was overlooked in a way. Um, and we decided to just go with, sorry, did I lose you? Okay. Um, to go with, uh, the seven songs that were on the EP And then when we were going into this whole album cycle, uh, Warner, we signed with Warner and they were like, we like this. There's something about this one. Like go, go and finish this one. And, um, obviously among others. And we went in the studio, worked it out, worked it out. And it was felt like there was still something missing. And, and I was just like, I still need to find a chorus. I just like a hook, you know, like, and I was looking down at my phone and we were just playing and I just started singing and I saw it on my phone and just said, all my heroes are dead. And it was something that I'd written. Like I, I write all these kind of like things on my phone just to kind of keep things that I thought were kind of cool. If I heard it, you know, read it. And that was the first thing that I read and I just started singing all my heroes are dead. So it's not necessarily like it was very well thought out for the song, mm-hmm. but once that 
was the thing the band was like oh yeah that's the song like that's that's it like and then from there I was able to then rewrite everything else to make sense to that you know like that that lyric resonated and then the whole song was then revolved around that Mm -hmm. You know, it's a really interesting song in the sense that you actually come from a kind of a more of a punk background. That's kind of the thing. And, you know, you have those Los Angeles iconic yeah. punks uh, scene behind you. Because um, if you would have taken a song, which has, and I please take this as a big comment, it has a big pop song feel to it. The chorus sure. is the big chance. Um, a pop artist, though, would have taken that to a positive place. My heroes are still alive. My heroes might be dead, but I can be one. You just took it like the antithesis of that. You just went, oh, they're all dead. What's next? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, exactly. it's really refre- it is refreshing in a lot of ways to not take it and to turn it into this big kind of like, we're all in this together, gang. You were just like, fuck it. You guys are on your own. I can't. I just can't <laughs> write like that. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard for me to. Like, I just, I, I, and I hate to say that, like, I love singing about the negative, you know, I just feel like that's way more real to me, you know, and especially more cathartic. Like there's plenty of people that do like the happy very well and I'll just leave it to them. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. You're going to stay in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Can I, can I go back to, uh, I wanted to ask this. You mentioned that that you sign with Warner and they're listening to old demos, right? And you guys are going through the calling, calling songs and calling ideas. How do you, um, how do you respond to that when the label says, Hey, we love, we love this. We think this is a thing, right? Is it, is it one of those things where you're going, I mean, I guess I'm trying to ask, is it, and clearly they're your record company and, and everything yeah. seems to be, everything seems to be good, but is it, is, do you look at it and go, was that, I guess the better question is, but the actual question is, did you like that idea when they said, this is, this is a good one. This is something worth working on. Or was it one that you were just like, eh, you know, it's probably third on my list if we're going to work on something. How did that process and that conversation go? I think it was, um, a mutual, I can't, I'm trying to remember. I I think at that point we were working with Noah Shane who did our first two Mm -hmm. albums, um, producer. And we kind of got, we were on board. He was on board at that time, but it was before Warner really were like, okay, we'll sign you. So it was songs that we knew would be great and songs that they kind of liked as well. And that we, we were going to spend our time on and mm-hmm. to get right. Um, and we did a bunch of demos at the time um, and they loved it. You know, and that's when I fully wrote the song with like all my heroes are dead and stuff like that. I forget what the actual title of the song used to be, but um, it was, it, yeah, we brought it to life before they necessarily gotcha. signed us. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's a really healthy thing that I, I don't feel like, and I could be wrong, but I don't feel like that happens a lot where there's a real you know, revisiting old ideas that just because they're not today's idea doesn't mean that they're not worthy ideas. And the the going back and trying to put those things together with something new and something older is kind of, it's, I can't say it's a lost art, but see, I'm, I'm, I'm in Nashville and I've been in the country music business for a long time, always been a metalhead, but in the, in artist management, in artist management in Nashville. And there's that thing where it's like, the fresh song and it comes off the public, it comes from the publisher, goes to the artist. It's like, Oh, it's the, it's the newest thing that is the best thing. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a great, I think it's a really healthy and great process for you guys. And I think it shows 
when you listen to your music, it shows that there is that commitment to making sure it's right. And there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of music out today that is just kind of like, well, we're, we're, we're writing our next record and it takes six months. And I kind of feel like it's like, man, I don't know if it's going it, to, it might be great in six months, but you know, Van Halen probably had 20 or 30 or 50 demos before they even had put exactly. out Van Halen one, you know, and then they even, and that's a great example. I'm talking too much, but that's a great example with Van yeah. Halen. Like their, their, their record, Justin, what was it? Uh, the truth uh, different, record. Different kind of truth. Yeah. I mean, that had like four or five tracks on it that were like, were written in 1974. Right. So it's like, it's, it's really healthy. I'm glad that you guys do that. And your music and your music shows that I listened, I, you know, I got thrown in here as the, yeah. as the, as the fill-in host today. So I had to get re-familiarized. Um, and it really shows that it's like, there's elements to it that you can tell we're very thoughtful and, and honed in on and made yeah. sure that they were right. So I appreciate that from you guys very much. I think it's, I, I think it's super cool. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, most of it is kind of old stuff. Mm-hmm. That we were like, there's just something about this, but obviously needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a spark and a magic that lasted throughout these years that we still revisited when we listened to it. But God, there's just something about this. A lot of that mm-hmm. is on this record or yeah. on this album. Yeah, it feels like you and you gotta you gotta have a relationship with those ideas. It, yes. To be true to the be true to those ideas and not just dump them yeah. away because they're not today's idea, right? Right, and we've worked them so many times. You know, rewrote it, dumped it. Yeah. Put a little bit of this, dumped it, made it faster, dumped it. Like, and then just let it sit, let it sit. A lot of these were marinated. You right. know, right. I think that's the word that we're looking for. Just really, if it just rotted or if it was just like fucking fine wine and it was just ready, this was the time right. to drink it, you know? Yeah. It's, so, it's, so. It, it, Go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I was just saying, would, would the, the choruses on this very big, kind of big, I was funny listening, listening to the song over and over again. I was, it had like a big tent, big like side, like roadside tent revival kind of sound to it a little bit. Like I can imagine <laughs> driving by a Pentecostal like roadside tent and hearing those big kind of like uh, choruses you just had. I, I Sometimes it makes me think about like that. Is like, is there any kind of, spirituality in you guys that makes you kind of come up with like things like that? Is there an aspect of your life where there's just big kind of like, it almost has a kind of a religious kind of like uh, sound to it in a lot of ways. And I'm, what I'm saying of that is like any church you go by, whether it's a Baptist church, whatever you hear this big old like, Whoa. You know? I mean, we love that kind of, you know, like Aretha Franklin kind of mm-hmm. used a lot of that in like her, like, you could hear a lot of that in the background and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's one song in particular that we just loved, um, Susie and I, um, where her singer is singing this gospel thing. And it is crazy because we were like, who is this in the background singing? And she's belting into this reverb. And it is so amazing. It is so just like this. She's not even saying words. She's just kind of going off. Like I, I, I'm sad that I can't remember the, the, the word for it. Um, or uh, can't remember the, the, the title of the song, but she's singing and it's like a religious experience. You're just like, this is insane. You know, like I feel like I'm closer to God now. You know? Yeah. And there's just something about it where you feel like you're not 
that's what's the great thing about music in general. When, when you find a song that you love, you're just like, you're transported. You know what I mean? Like it's transcending. It's whatever it is, like whatever religion or whatever it is you believe in, there's something that does happen to us as humans, you know? And whatever that is, um, I think it really became clear when I heard that one song where I was just like, oh my God, I want to be like this when I sing. And it wasn't even Aretha Franklin. It was her sister singing in the background, you know? Yeah, yeah. It it's was, the things you don't really pay attention to the first 50 yeah. listens, but when yeah. you start really breaking the song down, but you're talking, you're right about the spirituality of music and there's those shows you go to where the whole room just levitates. Oh my gosh. Whether it's, whether it's being someone yeah. like yourself who may have seen the bad brains back in the day or Al and I go see Iron Maiden. It's like, you fucking levitate. Mm -hmm. And, and you're, you're just you're, like, this is the best experience ever in my life. This is what this is all about. This is why yeah. we yeah. love, started loving this stuff at four years old. Yeah. So, yeah. When, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the only thing I was going to ask is like, I, I, and I just want to focus on Heroes for one more second. Is like, when I listened mm -hmm. to that song again, the, I kept going, man, not that Bay of Bounds sometimes remind you of other bands. And I kept going, what does this sound like? What does it sound like? It reminded me of a lot of the stuff that Art did on Sparkle and Faye with Everclear. Which, oh, wow. Yeah, I, can, I, 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 get, I get really? that. I get that. Yeah. I need yeah. to revisit that album. Holy you do. Shit. You said there's, there's, there's parts where you, you don't sound like him, obviously, but yeah. there's parts where it feels like this could have been on that album or vice versa. You oh know, shit! It was, it, okay. Yeah, I was like, so, but yeah, please revisit it. I think you might. Go. Oh, I will. All right, yeah. It takes one of those ears, like, what album does remind me? Because I was going, God damn it! And then I thought, fucking Everclear. Holy so. shit! Well, and you know, and and you know, Emily, maybe it's one of those one of those things that's stuck in the back of your mind that just comes out. I mean, that's the beauty of our one hundred percent. You know, so. Yes. Who knows that, you know, whether you listen to it one time or 100 times, maybe it just, that's the, that's the beauty. You can hear everything and everything. If something you, if, you know. about it that just stays yeah. there. Yeah. And then when you're playing, yeah. you're like, this sounds right. But it's like, why does yeah. it sound right? Because it's all just. It's always been there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. like, why does it sound right? It's because you have this other thing that was there that you at one point mm -hmm. were like, this is what's fucking awesome. And right. then what is it? 20 years fucking later. In two albums from now, you and Susie may go, you, you, you're, you're going to write something and throw something in the background and go, what was this? Oh my God, is that Aretha song we listened to? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We did try to take that little thing and it's actually in a demo that um, I did something similar mm -hmm. um, that wasn't fully written for this album. It'll probably be like the next one, but um, yeah. I kind of try to do a little bit of what she's doing. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, so speaking of uh, songs, let's talk about this song. It was well prior to this hands up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That song to me came out 2020. It's got a, more of a bite to it. Uh, and it sounded like to me, like sounds like someone who'd been kind of pent up for a while. Yep. Obviously we all have been. And does it yep. sound like an artist having a chance to finally rage a little bit? And it's got, a, especially your screams on that one. They're, they're, they're pretty sonic. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I know this is going to be on the new album. And again, was it one of those things like, yeah, this is the first song we're going to use to represent this one. Yeah. I think it was the first one that was fully like written and recorded. It happened so fast. Yeah. Like that one was, that one was actually written during pandemic um, or right before the pandemic. No, no, no. During right before around that time. 
and it was one that just kind of stood its ground and we we're just like oh we know the song's gonna be on the album um uh, it was our friend that was on it that was helping us on tour and stuff as a bass player he kind of helped mm-hmm. write that one and it was something that just happened in the rehearsal room and we're like oh this is fucking sick and we recorded it it was so fast it was so fast yeah. um and i knew what the song was about right away <gasps> this is my dog oh my goodness hi honey Doing a podcast, wow. I can. I can. Hi, yeah, honey. I don't know. Sorry. Let's, let, let's let the dog have have his or her moment here. What's it, what's her name? His Hi, Charlotte. Charlotte, this is Charlotte. Oh, hey, Charlotte. Hi. That's Susie's boyfriend was helping me take care of the dog. Hey, while Susie's we boyfriend. It's a weird name. That's Alex. <laughs> hey. Susie's boyfriend, Alex. Um, his awesome. brother is actually playing bass for us on this tour. So. I was going to ask the family. you guys, yeah, I was going to see if you're yeah, expanding what? the band for the tour. <laughs> oh my God. What was that? I, 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 I was kind of curious if you were going to be expanding the, uh, the band for the tour, but yeah. question answered. We're, we're, well, we're, we're, we're going to let Charlotte get her licks in. She's getting a lot of salt. <laughs> Yeah, she has a she has a sodium deficiency. Yeah, she always does. Oh, she's always always so sodium deficiency. <laughs> she's adorable. Um, now does Charlotte go on the road with you? Is Charlotte a no. tour dog? No. Okay. No, no, no. You can hear her. You can hear her grunting with love. Yep. It was like what happened with Justin at the campfire last night. It's right. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So, so I, I have two questions. There's gonna be five of us on on. Uh, Five on, on stage. On the, yeah. Okay. Two guitars, me, three guitars, me as well. It's going to be fun. Big, that's a, fun. Yeah. That's a, I was going to say, that's a lot of riffing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that um, just to get studio geeky for a second, this is every time yeah. I come on and, and co-host for Chad or fill in for Chad, I always, tr- I always get geeky about studios and recording and that kind of thing. Um, your recordings sound very natural and and real which is super refreshing to the ear um is that how how do the um how does uh obviously everything's real right there's no no phony there's no funny business and everybody's playing right because there's a lot yeah, of I mean, we, nowadays that are not yeah no no we play everything um yeah uh and if it if it is if there is any kind of programming and stuff like that it's usually something that we're we're we've done that uh we've kind of fucked up yeah you know to make it sound like a sample or something like even on um heroes uh that synth thing that you hear Mm -hmm. that's a guitar (laughs) to make sound like a synth you know yeah Um, yeah it it just sounds like you guys sound like a rock band which is it's sad that you have to say that but anymore it it, it feels really good it feels like um and unfortunately i didn't get a chance to see you on the ship last year because i get to see about 30 seconds of every band at best um yeah but it sounds it sounds like it's great live Um, did you see him on the ship justin absolutely did yeah, it sounds. It yeah. sounds like your records sound. All your recordings sound like they're going to sound great live. So this yeah, year, I, in ne- in twenty in January, I'm going to definitely be very very present and check yeah, out the show because I, mean, I can't wait to a, see it. There's a couple songs on this album that are just like what, like you guys are playing what? This doesn't make any sense. But then it'll be like, oh, this makes sense. So we we kind of lost our minds a little bit and did a couple songs that are very. No, nah, I wouldn't say very. Yeah, one of them is very different from for us, but it's fun. We were having fun. 
we recorded this album in our rehearsal space. Yep. It, it sounds like it in a very we good way. We recorded it in yeah. our fucking rehearsal space because we couldn't go to a studio. Right. So it was Sean that did a lot of the production, you know, our drummer. Yeah. He oh, really okay. took a lot of initiative to be like, and he really wanted to do it too. He, he, he did a lot of our demos. So we knew that room. We've been in this place for like almost 10 years now. So we know the sound of it. We know yeah. how to do it. Um, so... You know, yes. there's a, Go ahead. Al, no, I was going to say, Al reminded me of you, you guys do sound like a rock band on those records. And it's funny when you come to a label, Warner Brothers, you know, there's tends to, tends to be a Warner, like major labels for the most part tend to like, hey, we want to gloss you up a little bit. We want to make polish this. We're going to have to sell this thing on a mass yeah. scale. We want it to be as clean as possible. But you're lucky Warner's is one of those labels that doesn't really, I don't see them getting too involved. They kind of let artists be artists. That's kind of their track record. Yeah. They, they really are. I mean, they're the ones that were like, I think you guys could do this in your studio, you know, like mm-hmm. we'll provide everything you guys need in order to do that. You know, yeah. we're like, fuck. Okay. That's great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then our producer, um, Noah Shane, like he wasn't even in the room. Like he did, he was too, you know, obviously afraid of COVID because he had family and we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, like as a kid, he has kids and his wife and stuff. So he had to be very cautious. And then little by little, we were just kind of like in such a role and like figured out like this is what we want it to sound like. That it was like Sean took took over at the end, you know, for the most part. Yeah. And a lot of labels too, they're having to do that. They're having to kind of become more artists, quote unquote, friendly because a lot of artists are like, gone to independent route say hey we can make these records on our own we can do this yeah. it's all going yep. to the same distribution chain yeah. yeah but it's nice to have a machine behind you and a, a, again a one that has a history and a track record so um yeah. and one that seems to be very artist driven so that's good so good for very you guys much. on that one thank you so, yeah tell you what i'm gonna do a commercial break here real quick we'll be going live here shortly to Facebook. Yep, I'm, so I'm pulling up i'm pulling up the live okay now so, hey, guys, thank you for joining Making Waves. Uh, besides doing this incredible podcast that, uh, well, this year alone, we've gotten over 6,000 subscribers. So thank you very much. We also do a really killer uh, cruise called Shiprocked. And, uh, well, we're, we're sailing this year in January 2022, thankfully. And, uh, well, there are still a few cabins left. So if you guys want to get involved with probably one of the best hard rock and metal cruises, long-running cruises, I should say. Go to shiprock.com where there's still some captains available. Check out all the details and make sure you don't miss us in January 2022. Selling with bands like Lamb of God, I Prevail, and, well, That's Dead Sarah, answer. who we're speaking with right now, Emily from Dead Sarah. So Sorry, I have to get it. <laughs> my phone's about to die. Um, oh, I you know what? It. If, it, if it, it happens to die during this, you everyone's well aware now. We'll just let everybody know okay. that things okay. happen and you're, and you're very, you know, these things I'm happen. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's okay. all good, yeah. Okay, good. So, listen, I, I want to go to something and, you know, if, if you've been talked about it, if you've talked about it ad nauseum, please let me know. But uh, when you guys came out and the first song you guys hit was Weatherman, is, and it blew up. You had not only success as far as winning awards for that song being Rock Song of the Year, but you got commercial success. You got advertising success uh, with Fiat. Is there expectations? That's right. What are the expectations like after you come out? You kind of generally come out of the box with a song that just becomes this kind of like, well, becomes your, 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 
calling card per se, at least at the time. Yeah. Uh, what's it like on the follow-up? Is there a pressure you put on yourself? Is there pressure from labels, the pressure from fans? We literally have low and no expectations. <laughs> we honestly just made it that way. We're like, we tried that. We had expectations um, following Weatherman. And we've obviously had two big releases since then, you know, like our second mm -hmm. album and then our EP. And then we were just like, why are we even thinking with that? Like, fuck that. Like today is today. Um, we have all these kind of, we have so many songs and that just happened to somehow work. Like we weren't even necessarily thinking that that was even going to be a single. We did it all on our own too. That first album, like mm -hmm. it just took and we're like, okay, now what do we do? Like that was literally <laughs> what we were like thinking with at the time. Um, so, you know, like, so that's kind of just where we are right now. We're just like, whatever, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We put so much work into this album in like a great way where we're like, we didn't show people it while we were writing it. We didn't want any kind of outside, um, acknowledgement or outside influence by any means. So we just kept it very much, it's very DIY, you know, like we did it in our rehearsal space, like even having to watch tutorials on how certain, how to record certain things and stuff like it is, we engineered it, we did it, you know? So it is the most authentic, I believe, Dead Sarah you're going to get. You know, when you mentioned that you guys had to watch tutorials, everyone right now who's recording a garage band or whatever is breathing a sigh of relief going, oh my God. They're even having guilty. a look and completely yeah, guilty. Yeah. Hey, real quick, yeah. everyone, welcome on Facebook Live. Thank you for joining us this Wednesday. We are here with Emily from Dead Sarah, and uh, we're sitting here basically talking about their new music, stuff they've done in the past, and we're going to be getting to the cruise pretty soon. But if you guys have some questions for Emily, please pose them. And if we choose one or two of them, well, you just might win something really cool. So uh, we'll continue on with this conversation. I know Al has some, uh, well, Al's going to yeah, nerd out on some gear stuff. May, maybe. Um, so you, so you, we, we established kind of earlier in the conversation that there, you, you, there's a mix of everything on the, on the new recording, right? There's like some old stuff that you've tweaked and worked on and, and kind of nurtured. And then maybe there's some newer stuff and you're kind of integrating all these things. How is, how does the process go with a band that feels like it's pretty, you know, everybody's kind of, uh, what am I, what am I trying to say? It's very, uh, good democracy happening. Good, a good mix of people you've been around for a long time. How do yeah. you guys break that out as, as far as a band goes, as far as what's good, what's bad, how do things go? How do they get cut, uh, from a list rather, you know, how, what's the, what's your democracy? Like, what is your, what's your, how does the band work internally like that as far as selecting material and even selecting songs to play live? Patience. <laughs> patience and, and, and near trust. manslaughter and near and manslaughter <laughs> yeah it was a lot of that like just trust me emily just give it a day and just yeah. listen to it tomorrow because you know i was just like i don't know what you're fucking doing here man like right. that sounds fucking bonkers like no put that other thing in there dude and, and you know and then you listen to it and then you listen to some other songs and you kind of forget about it and then you listen to it and you're like oh shit yeah. I hate to say that you're right again. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to like push, push the fucking boundaries more and more and more with this one. And it was so great that that's what we did. Mm -hmm. So eventually we're just kind of all 
instead of being like, no, that doesn't sound good, blah, blah, blah. It's like, we gave it time, gave mm-hmm. patience and we trusted the process, you know, and, and, and we just had to really think about what everybody was thinking when they, you know, when they were thinking with that part. You know, right. And you mentioned trust, trust probably being the, the, the operative word here. Right. And I, sure. and it, and you can probably verify this, but it feels like when you trust the people you're making music with, cause you're putting your heart out there. Right. And you're either making an ass of yourself or making something brilliant and sometimes in between, but you're putting yourself out there with these people and you got to trust them because the, that's the thing that keeps you guys pushing one another is that trust. It's like, Hey, yeah. you know what? You know, and, and sometimes you've let them down. Sometimes they've let you down. And then other times you've blown each other's minds and trust is without that, you know, you're never going to do anything. You're never right. going to do anything great as far as a band goes. Right. Then it just becomes yeah. it's his or her band. And then at that point, right. there's challenges to that too. I mean, would you, yes. would you want to do it by yourself? I mean, you know how fucking hard it is to either come no. up with ideas and like, the, like, <laughs> you know, you gotta have, it seems like yeah. it's, it sounds to me like you're the person who needs that feedback and that, I that trust and that humanity. That. Yeah. Yes. Of a group. I absolutely love the dynamic of a group you know, and trust. Absolutely. And you feel safe in that, mm-hmm. in that group, you know, to mm-hmm. say anything, to, to, to sound stupid, to be great and to be pushed into mm-hmm. something that you don't want to necessarily go, you know, a place where you don't necessarily want to go. And, um, and then realizing when you get there, you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is great. You know, like, and you feel mm-hmm. so much better as an artist as a songwriter, as a singer, whatever it is. Well, then you're, but then proud, you're all doing then you're, it. Yeah. You're proud for three people rather than just for one. Exactly. Right. Or four or five after yeah. a show, right. You're going to be touring with five people on the stage this year. Yeah. You know, the, you get done with that and there's five people you're proud with and it's not, you know, that just, yes. You know, that's, yeah, that's, like that's super cool. Our, the, the second guitar player that's coming on tour, I met him um, during the pandemic. He was our, my neighbor. <laughs> and we became that, really right? good friends. Yeah, we became really good <laughs> friends. The one you're screaming at over the fence, like turn that shit down. <laughs> but we would never do it at my house. I'd always be fucking here, and I'd get home and just be like, whatever. But if he was over for dinner and stuff like that, or watching movies or for a drink, and I'd just kind of show him because he was part of the process. Because he started coming in and recording like video, so he was kind of already in that process of you know, again, like we didn't like to show people stuff for their input but he was somebody i trusted after a little bit of time and you know he's a songwriter and he was showing me his stuff and it was really cool and you know at that point i was just like you know like do you want to come on tour like i would love to just not have to play guitar on a lot of these songs and just sing you know I've been, I've got a lot of pent up energy. I would just like to, to run around <laughs> yeah. yeah, from this fucking, you know, so that's how so, we're doing it. So, like, so the, that sounds cool. So yeah. the, the message to all aspiring uh, road musicians and sidemen out there, the trick to getting a great gig is just be careful where you move, just make the right decision where you move. And yeah. then right. it just happens. It's that easy. Just meet your neighbor you know, right. actually, actually, it's a good lesson for everybody in life, right? Get to know yeah. your neighbors. That's yeah, like, right. Be honey, social. Really neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> honey, I that's really right. like this three, two. Yeah, that's that's a good one. But I think the neighbor down the street, that's the yeah. household of the next yeah. year right there. There are <laughs> some other musicians that we've made friends with as well. But Harrison and I, we just, and my girlfriend, we all became just like really good friends. Yeah, that's hey, awesome. Emily, we've had several people ask, and I'll just ask you, 
I believe this song called Hypnotic. Is that going to be on the new album? <gasps> yeah. Oh, All I right. like oh, people are asking okay. that. Because that was a song that we tried on the road. Um, yeah, we actually just did a video for it. So I don't know oh. if I should say that. So We're, break, we're yeah. totally breaking rules. Break, breaking it. rules. Yeah, we should have had the just because people (laughs) asked. I feel like I should give it to them. (laughs) Justin, this is what this is why we should have had the Warner Brothers PR guy hang around on this on this episode. He's He's so mad at you right now, Emily. He's so mad. Yeah. Hey guys, we'll let you know. uh, Kelly, there you go. Hypnotic will be on a new album and a new video. uh, Wink, wink was just completed for it. There she's going. Yes. Oh my God, so badass. So that's a great response. Great. So we had one question. I might as well get into a question. And uh, this is from, uh, excuse me while I, I look at this because the names are coming in here pretty hot and heavy. Jarna wants to know. No, not Jarna. That wasn't Jarna. Sorry. <laughs> excuse me. Keep talking. Okay. Yo, Randy. Randy wants to know, what was the oddest inspiration for a song or lyric you've ever had? Oh, um, reading a newspaper about a, a plane crash. And I was like, I... I relate to this. And I'm like, why do I relate to this? <laughs> and it was on the first album, Whispers and Ashes. And I was like, there's something about this. And that was a weird for me because it's usually a very personal experience. Mm-hmm. But I was reading this and I was crying. I was like, this, this is a plane crash that happened and there was a sole survivor and her whole journey through the Amazon and how she came to safety. And like, and it's like, it's this whole it, I think it happened in the seventies or the eighties. And it was like a revisit to that and like talking to the sole survivor about it. And that's what I was re- like 20 years later or something. And I was just like, this is insane. And I don't know why it hit me so hard. And then we were writing the first album and that was the inspiration for whispers and ashes. Was there, have you had a close call yourself on a plane? Was that why it kind of hit with you or? Not at all. No, no, no. There was just something about, I don't know. I guess there was like the spirituality in it. Like I wanted to understand it. Like, why, why did you survive that? Like you should have died. And like her did just you? like waking up to it and her mom and everybody was dead. And it was just like, Whoa, dude. Like Emily, there you go again. So cool. There you go again, writing songs about happy topics. I mean, Very if, happy. We've, if we've learned anything on this <laughs> podcast, is like, that, why does this resonate with me so much? I, you know, hope I, in life. The great thing yeah. is, is you are definitely among friends in the in the audience and in, in our listener, our podcast listeners, because yeah, we, yeah. I think we all kind of gravitate towards that, you know. Yeah, I think, and I, yeah. and I think it's probably yeah. natural, and I think it, <laughs> in a weird way, it might be easier yeah. uh, because it's. I don't know why, but I feel like it might be easier because if yeah. it just feels more natural to be negative, is that, is that horrible? But no. you know, Al, I, yeah, I think it's because yeah, people, I think people are very cynical. Um, yep. and that just feeds off the cynicism. But hey, I do, but, 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 but hold on, but not really, not really necessarily because that's who you are as a person because you uh-huh. create that music. Cause clearly there's some super dark musicians or that play really, really dark, heavy themed music that are super great, jovial people. Right. And True, we've been, surprised, we're, you know, so it's like, they don't, it doesn't mean that that's who you are. Alice Cooper is a no. hilarious guy. But right, you, yeah. you know, but it, right. Rob Zombie's exactly. a pretty hilarious, uh, super clever guy that doesn't walk, you know, it doesn't walk yeah, around. But you hit upon two musicians who basically are theatrical. So it kind of feeds right, into but, this kind but of more cinematic. The theme, the theme, the thematic, the, 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 dark the thematic theme, elements yeah. are dark for sure. Yeah. Like yeah. if I had this conversation with Gaul from like Immortal or one of those kind of <laughs> uh, Scandinavian death metal bands, I'm sure it'd be a kind of bleak person. 
You know, there's a little bleak there. <laughs> Maybe. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Let's I get, get him. Let's, let's get him on. Yeah. And we'll see. Let's get him on. Uh, Aaron okay. wants to know, do you have a bucket list venue or city you have yet to play? I mean, oof. I mean, we, we haven't really played Europe yet. I mean, I think all Europe. <laughs> okay. I is mean, there times France, when you sat Germany. down? Yeah. Is there a time when you put your head on your pillow and said, you know what? I would love to play Royal Albert Hall. No. Nothing like that? No. No. Nah. I think yeah, this is no more music. festivals. No I, think does that. I think it's more festivals for us that we think okay. of. Like Lollapalooza okay. and Coachella, mm -hmm. you know, like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even like Reading and Leeds, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like things like that in the UK. Like I just wanted to say okay. it right because sometimes I a little dyslexia. Um, but, uh, it's more festivals that we're just like, oh, if we could just fucking play that, you know? That's what yeah. I hear when I go in my pillow and the ringing in my ear. But. Right, and your tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> tinnitus kicks in. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so, so, real quick, so let's talk about you're going to be coming back on Strip Rock. Thank you. Uh, in Hell yeah. Too. We have a lot of people excited about that. Um, you've actually had the Strip Rock experience. Um, and... Again, we have uh, people want to know what was the best part and worst part about being on Ship Rock? Best part was. I'm trying to think of the worst. I'm like, it was all great. Um, well, here we go again, Emily, thinking about the worst. Just, I know, see, I'm, like, I'm trying to find what the worst part, you know, it was really great. Like having artist meals and stuff like they really like for your dietary like, were you able to stay healthy and you get to hang out? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, you go hang out at the deck and you're just hanging out. And then you get to play music. And then you see other people playing music and you're making friends. It's so sick. But I do believe yes. I got COVID at the end. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did. I think we absolutely was, all did. And we yeah. were just, we just finished our first, like, our last uh, um, set. And we did something. I think it was Chad. Is he like the the host guy? Is that yeah, yeah. He should be. Yeah, he should be here tonight. But you know, he's got problems allegedly. Yeah, he's got more important people. <laughs> um, but uh, we did like a uh, get to know the band or like what yeah, band the, knows the, the band new, that knows the each newly band the newly band game. Yeah. So we yeah, did yeah, that, yeah. and I swear I was just dripping with sweat. This is when it yeah. hit me hard. I was like, I have the biggest fever. And I was just like, I don't know what's wrong with me right now. And it was so hard to come to grips with like what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I still didn't know till like months later, because that was like at the beginning of February, 2020. Yep. It was, it was here. It, and we were in New Orleans, it was. by the way. And we were on an okay. international cruise ship. <laughs> okay. So you guys, somebody else experienced it on it. Like it's not well, just me. I came home and well, I had a cough for six weeks. Okay. But, yeah. you know, my lungs went to absolute shit. It's, it's usually the cruise crud. You know, everyone's it's been going hard for five days and just yeah. you know, not eating properly and staying up late. Yeah, it wears you down. But, um, but I think you did have a good selling point, though, Emily, which is you have uh, you have kind of a, a, a diet that requires some extra attention. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And they had, and you were, you were taken care of with that, right? Taken it was okay. care of, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot, and we get a lot of those questions coffee. from people. Oh, yeah. there you go, Justin. Great coffee. There was like that one coffee shop that I was like, oh, they can make my coffee. And I was like, okay, then let's, let's <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I can do anything now. Yeah. I can accomplish anything now. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, the bands, the only thing they ever, ever issue is sometimes just seasickness or like that. Or maybe the boat moves a little bit when they're just not comfortable with that type of thing. But I'm like, you spend enough time in a bus, you you pretty much deal with anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had no problems with that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So, um, you got a tour coming up, guys. Uh, remember, check that sir out. They'll probably be coming to a town near you. Go there, support them. Fly your colors. Show support. And if you guys are going to any of the festivals this year, um, they're coming to be playing. You'll be playing Louder Than Life. What else doing? Rockville? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I know Louder yeah. Than Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rockville? Are we doing Rockville? Is it the one in November? Justin's going to read yeah, Justin's yes, going to arrange it for you. November, I, think, okay. I don't know what set time yet, but I'm, I'm and I'm sure catering yeah. will probably be about, you know, I don't know where this will be situated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not really thinking with that one because it's all the way in November. Well, you so know what? Yeah. Like, yeah. We see this. Yeah. This is all practice for what you guys do in January 2022 with us. That's right. So, That's right. Yeah, you're you're just good kidding. and warmed up. Yeah, that's right. We're going to get the best version of Dead Stare that there is. So, so we love Sarah, that. can we play a, a quick game of walk the plank with you? Sure. And basically walk the plank is Al and I will ask you a question a piece. And basically it's just, it usually doesn't even relate to music. So we just give your answer, just whatever comes off the top of your mind. Okay. So go. I'm going to let, I'm going to let uh, beauty before age. So Al, you go first. God, you are so right about that. Thank you, Emily. In what field in what field of expertise would you like a lesson from an expert? Oh, fuck. Astrology. Wow. Okay. You thought you were going to have to think about that. And then it just happened. And that just came to you. You were like, Oh man, I don't know. And then bam, there it was. So that's a real answer. Okay. I think there's probably more, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Good. We like that. Go ahead, Justin. My question is this, and this actually comes uh, via Jen Zito. Jen is our, uh, well, Jen's our our, our show. Yeah, Jen, Jen's our show engineer. So I want to post her question, which basically, if you could live in anyone's mind for one day, who would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> Live or dead? Al, hit, on, hit the Jeopardy music. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. That's a really tough one. Some. I think you can pass. I think, no, I think she's, I think she was going to say Edgar Allan Poe. I think you can pass, but you have to pass it to Justin. Oh, Charles Bukowski. There you go. Charles Bukowski. Yeah. You know, he became famous after he died. So that should be very interesting. Well, well, he was just old. He was like 50. Right. For his time, he was old. I just like the fact that For his drinking habits, he was old. Yeah. 50s old. I just want to know oh, what he was going through. I guess again, like there it goes with the yeah. fucking bad vibes, you know, in the in the darkness. <laughs> you gotta like, know. He you, was yeah. a guy. Like I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know this other level that I'm yeah. not at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. You know, really good. Allie, you were you were gonna ask me, and I was kind of going to go in the same direction. I was gonna say Hemingway. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Because everything about him was, whether it was like Thompson or Hunter Thompson, I was either made up or very grand. Everything was massive. Lost at sea. I fought, you know, I, I fought the whale on my own kind of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I was like that kind of like incredible, uh, 
literary licensed kind of folks like Bukowski, you know, how many ball bar brawls did he actually get in? What? Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. Cause I, I knew somebody or I know somebody that was saying that she would go to like, she knew somebody that knew him. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, she was a writer or something and worked at a publishing, something like that. And she was basically saying she knew this girl, right? My friend, some acting or writing, whatever. And this lady said that anytime he would come over, he was never drunk, never in like a bad mood. And I'm like, what the fuck was he just playing with? Like it fucked me up. See, that's what I mean, though. Not all darkness means that the person's unhappy. Correct. Correct. See? Yeah. Stephen King, Stephen King seems like, seems like a pretty happy guy. Like you hear him talk (laughs) and like how he lives his life. And then then, Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stephen's happy because he could buy you and I a thousand times over. Yeah, I know. And (laughs) and you know what? I'm for sale to him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's fine. Emily, what? Yeah. I was going to real quick. I just want to, on the Bukowski thing, did you ever see Barfly, the movie with Mickey Rourke as, as Bukowski? No, no. You should watch it because I think what okay. happened is the, the greater pop culture has grabbed hold of that movie and thought, wow, Bukowski's just a drunk. So all he does is sit on the edge of a bar and beat up Faye Dunaway. Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, who, who wouldn't want oh, to do yeah. that? Right, um, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, I, I go dark. Uh, yeah. Emily, what's the last thing you cried about? Ooh, it's this, this morning. Besides this, morning, this interview. <laughs> this morning, I woke up to... Do you, do you follow the Dodo on Instagram? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the, it's the best and worst. It kills me. Oh, uh, and her phone died. Her phone you died? Know, you know her phone died. Well, let me tell you guys, while Al and I are still yeah, here... She, 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 might, Emily, she might be back. She hey, might. no, but hang, everybody hang out, because I think if we can get her back, she was going to do a quick uh, run through the studio and say hello to the guys yeah, so who are actively rehearsing. Al, we not, a, we're we going to break a, it down. We have, an audi- we have an audience here, dude. Uh, okay, yeah, guys, remember, yeah. go back. This this will drop on uh, the full podcast will drop on Monday at 9 a.m. Listen to the first half because Emily tells you why she sings about the darker things in life. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting uh, breakdown into the, the philosophy and psychological breakdown of an artist. So make sure and check that out. Um, Al, do we have any cruise news for anyone? Or are we just kind of still... No, no, no new news. We're, we're, we know everything that we knew yesterday. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see what we know here in the next, in the next little while, but um, we're dangerously close to selling all the cabins. So if you know a friend yes. or you got a friend, right. We don't need So to- let's do that. Let's talk about that guys. Remember yeah. you can still go to shiprock.com and purchase a cabin. Or if you know someone that's looking for a cabin, they can go there and still purchase. Look at the inventory that's still available. You can buy one. Go on some of the, the special rooms, some of the pages you guys created. If someone's looking for a cabin mate, go find there. You help to cut the cost down and you get to meet the, some new people. And uh, listen, while we still have everyone, we want to thank Al tonight for, for summoning for Chad. Chad has some technical issues tonight. So we appreciate Al for always for, getting yeah, here with his Thank you for having expertise. me. Yeah, Chad, you guys Chad, alluded, know, uh, Chad alluded to some seri- pretty serious personal issues. I think he uh, was slightly constipated. Um, yes. and he was, he was afraid to move from in his own where he was. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. listen, Al guys is also the show producer. So thank you, Al, uh, Gen Zito, yeah, show engineer, and obviously someone who has questions for these artists. Um, 
our, our, our show coordinator, uh, little Heather Smith. And of course the captain, Alan Kane, <laughs> little, little, little Heather Smith. Where did, where did that come from? I don't know. You know what happened, dude? I watched little house in the prairie the other day. And she just always reminds me of a character from that. Really? Which character does Heather remind you? I don't of? fucking know. I'm just making shit up, dude. Yeah. That's, that's important. Little Heather Smith. That's important. Little, little, Heather Smith. little Smitty, little Smitty. She texts me during this thing and tells me how stupid I look regularly. Like, well, you know what, hey, you're stupid. Just tell, tell little to keep it, keep it. Uh, no, but I, so as far as cruise news goes, uh, Heather and I had our first call with uh, the cruise ship uh, charter manager today. So that, that is, that is, know, it's not really news for the guests, but it's kind of like the official start of the real execution of the cruise. You know, there's all this planning that we do for months and months and conversations and, uh, today was the first day where it becomes very real. It's a regular phone call that we do with the cruise line and all the moving parts in that regard. And uh, today was yeah. our first one. So uh, it's very real and it's good to get busy again. So we're excited. Um, everybody, yeah. and, everybody here at yeah. F4 is super excited to get, to get rolling with real, real work. And there and she Al is. And I are going to be, yeah. Oh, yep. she back in? Here's, oh, she's totally back. So then, so then Emily's like, she's like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. yeah and then she right. was like, yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. you talking to me? And she's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm back. I, re I really told her, man, while we, she was, we, oh. didn't, we, did, we didn't give it away. Look at, oh, in the studio. Look at that. <laughs> now she's in the studio. This is going to be perfect. Yes. Sorry, as long, guys. As long as you get on Wi-Fi. Look at this. It's perfect. Hey, real quick. Can we know why you cried? What was the dodo? What did the dodo do today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it was just a bird that was choking and then somebody saved it and took it was just the first time i've ever seen that yeah you know like yeah. somebody found a bird it was on the like and then i mean i literally every morning they post something and i'm just like i start crying yeah, it's, it's, it's torture you it's want to delete morning. it you want to unfollow it but then you can't because they always have that video where it's like you know, duck and puppy become best friends. You're like, I gotta fucking see this. Yeah. <laughs> and you push all, push all my buttons and make me yes. watch. You yeah. know me. You you complete me. Oh. I love it. Yeah. So, can you tell folks what you're doing right now? You're in the you're in the rehearsal space. In the rehearsal space. Yeah. Everybody's just kind of leaving now. Everybody say uh, could, hi. Uh, could you be a real badass to them and just tell them like if they don't get their shit together, you're gonna get really mad. Like, yeah. do that. You, play you that may game. Do a slow oh, you missed that. I already did that. Al, Al wants to see every piece of gear in there. So if you can do a slow pan. Hey, don't man. This is this is this is my gear porn right here. Oh, he's got a big sky. Oh, that's not. Is that your big sky reverb? Was that it's, your setup? Um, no, this is um, our friend Harrison. That's oh, Harrison, about. the neighbor. Yeah. 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 Okay. And there's, there's, there's Charlotte. Charlotte. He's playing yeah, tambourine. Our, our folks, our folks earlier in the podcast didn't get to get, didn't get to see Charlotte, but now they're able to see oh, her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here she comes, really slow. She'll Charlotte, get here eventually. Is that a King Charles spaniel? <laughs> it is. There she is. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. I saw that breed on Sex in the City. That's right. Unfriend. Unfriend. It, it was Charlotte's dog in, in um, Sex in the City. So oh, people okay. was oh, so you love Charlotte? <laughs> Al, I swear to Christ, dude. Listen, man. Listen, you know too much, Justin. You know too much. I dated the wrong girl. <laughs> and people always ask, like, is oh from Sex in the City? And we're like, no, but I mean, Sure. Kind of. Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just such a funny resemblance that we get it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
So, yeah. so, Whatever. so everybody's well, packed I, up. We were supposed, we were yeah, trying well, to we get did. a, we're trying to get a I full a lot of live experience, but all we yeah. got is knees, knees and butts, backs of knees and butts. Oh. And, and man, welcome and to rock shirt. and roll. Kicking welcome ass. to rock and roll. Butts and, rock and, and knees. Roll. That's the rock and roll business. Yeah. And then that's a picture of me <laughs> jumping in a crowd behind us. Is that you? Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's fucking great. That's great. I know. Our friend Brian Bone Smith took that. And is that on your on website? Is that on your like your photos and your Facebook or anywhere on your Instagram? I'm sure. Yeah. That's a phenomenal yeah. shot. Good for him. And look at yeah. you. Yeah. That's all. That's awesome. Just jumping. That's, that's LA hardcore right but there. But most, but most importantly, right. in the most importantly in the shot, she's got a Kemper over her left shoulder, so that's very important. For sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's what oh, I was staring at. I didn't even, I didn't even notice the photo. Al, you know, I can't I, take you anywhere. Sort of crazy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, well, Emily, look, we've had you for a full hour, and we can't thank you enough for you giving us your time. And uh, obviously, we want to thank everyone from uh, the Shiprock Facebook Live family who came and watched and asked us great questions. Thank you so much, uh, guys check out heroes it is available now wherever you stream or you can probably go on itunes and buy it for a buck 29 which would be awesome and also yeah. check out hands up uh the first single off the new album that's coming out uh, tba and right. uh, we'll make sure and check the band out this september while they're on the road and if you can't see them at a local club or theater near you you can probably go down to one of those big old festivals and check them out that's right We'll be playing yeah. those too. Yeah, and Emily, you and the band we will see in January 2022. Thank you so much. Thank you for your wait. time. Can't uh, wait, man. Listen, look, we want to thank everyone to join us, and we can't be happier uh, than being part of the Sound Talent Media family. So thanks to those people for having us on and, and helping us get a real reach with our podcast here. Thank you again, Emily. Best Emily, you thanks Charlotte, so much. Best of the so band. Much. Yeah. See you later. It was great Absolutely. catching up. Right, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> Hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.